guys, it's your host Lanasi Gaplu, and I'm here with another episode of Black and White. For this series, we will be talking about racism. I have two guest speakers with me right here who will introduce themselves. Hey guys, it's Anaya. Hi, my name's Sydney. So my first question for you both would be, how would you define racism? I would define it as like when a group that obviously has more power and more uh, so sorry of um, they more privilege and they use that against the minority group and use that to control them and discriminate against them so racism to me um is usually I would categorize it as, you know, when you're in a room, uh, you're always going to have a majority amount of people. So in this example, I'll use probably the most obvious example. Um, if you're in a room, you'll probably have majority of white uh, or majority black. And so that, to me, racism would be the other group, the smaller group being discriminated against. I feel like racism is when a group of people... Uh, believe that their own race like a specific race is more superior than another and I feel like they um, degrade the other group just because of the color of their skin but the actual definition of it according to google would be prejudice discrimination against someone of a different race based on the belief that one's own race is superior um pretty common sense for that one I guess um Another definition we could talk about is a minority. What? How would you define a minority? Uh, so kind of going back to my group analogy, the minority would be the smaller group. Yeah, I would say the group that is usually smaller, so they have less power and less ways to control situations. And yeah, that's how it just goes. Um... Basically, she covered, they both covered most of that. The actual meaning, according to Google, of a minority is a culturally, ethnically, or racially distinct group that coexists with, but is subordinate to a more dominant group. For our last um, definition we will be talking about is colorism. What is colorism to you? Being biracial. Uh, colorism plays an important part in my life. Uh, colorism is within uh, an ethnic group, there is discrimination amongst ourselves. So, for example, um, being partially black, you know, I've experienced this colorism. Uh, there's light skin versus dark skin, which goes back um, way further in history, which we'll get to later on in the podcast. But um, basically, colorism is the color of your skin being significant to uh, your place and your value in life and in society. Yeah, so I would basically say colorism is is like racism, but instead of it based on your ethnicity or where you come from, it's based on how light or dark you are within the race that you're already in to begin with. So, yeah, I think that explains it well. Yep. Um, colorism definition, according to Google, would be prejudice or discrimination against individuals with dark skin tone, um, typically among people of the same ethnic or racial group.
so they covered that pretty fairly well um for our first question i have for you both is have you had a personal experience with racism or do you know anyone who has experienced it um actually yeah i have had a personal experience with racism um when i went down to alabama to visit some family um I was discriminated against inside of a gas station just because uh, I was um, maybe the minority in the situation. Basically, uh, what happened was, so I had $2 um, and three people were ahead of me. They all checked out fine. And I'm going to mention the color of their skin just um, in this topic so that you can get a better understanding of what really went down. Um, All three of them were white and they were all helped there she was very kind to them actually and so when i got up there i expected you know the same respect but i didn't get that um when i was buying my product uh she held up my money and told me that it was fake and so she told me that i would need to pay for it in another form if i had the money to do that so being me i just went out to my car and told my mom what happened and uh She definitely went in there with the same money, acted like nothing happened, and she said that the lady was super kind to her and let her use the exact same money that she told me, you know, three minutes ago was fake. Um, So that was definitely kind of one of those obvious key moments that was, hey, I'm a different skin color than everyone in here, and I was the only one treated differently than everyone in here. Um, So that's where I've I've experienced it in my life. Um, Yeah, I've... I have a few, well, not a few, a lot of times that I have witnessed it with other people and me included. I think the the most impactful time I experienced racism was when I was accused of stealing in a makeup store. (laughs) And mind you, I had bought stuff at the store. And um, yeah, so during the time... That we were, we were walking, I was walking around the store with my sister and Lanasi right here. And we were in the aisle minding our own business. And basically one of the ladies came over and was like, oh, you're finding everything okay? And kind of like looked at us and tried to like check out what we were doing. And, you know, you could see her kind of like peeping, trying to see if we were grabbing anything. And... We had made a joke. I was like, oh, they probably think I'm stealing. And come to find out, um, after I had left, um, one of the ladies that worked there had knew Lanasi's mom. And I told her that they had um, caught me stealing and had video proof of it. And that they had a picture of me and they sent it out to all the other makeup stores. This makeup store was Ulta. And they sent it to all the Ultas in the area, like the Kansas City area. And so my mom had called up there and she talked to the manager. And then the manager backtracked and said that they had no video and basically acted like they didn't know what we were talking about. And so we got that situation worked out. But yeah, that's just one experience... I've noticed a lot more, but I'll just I'll keep it at that. Okay, I I guess I'll share another one that, you know. So this one was um, when I was... So I was dating this boy at the time, and he was also black. And we were driving home from the movies, and this cop had uh, pulled 
uh, my boyfriend at the time over and the cop, you know, was like, you know, got his ID and everything and said that the reason they pulled him over is because on he didn't have his license plate yet because he had just got the car. So it was like one of the paper ones. And he said that um, the reason he pulled him over is because the wind had blown the paper and it looked like he didn't have a license plate. So he come to check it out. But he saw that it was there whenever he had parked and he still tried to give him a ticket. And so he he started, you know, talking to him was like, I don't see why, you know, I'm getting a ticket if I didn't do anything wrong and I didn't actually break any laws. And then the cop backtracked and was like, oh, well, I'm not going to give you a ticket and basically just left after that and nothing else happened. For me personally, I guess it would be like stereotypical, just like sayings that people would say to me just because I am small and I don't really fit in with like the Venezuelan or whatever but um it would just be like how they stereotype Samoans being bigger being whatever and I don't know if that's racist probably yeah. just a little bit now that I think about it it's probably racist I just think it was funny <laughs> now that I think about it it's probably not funny <laughs> that's awful <laughs> well like yeah probably not well they always make like the jokes and they're just like I don't know they always i don't know how to explain it i don't know i feel like sometimes racism is kind of justified as humor or dark humor in quotes i say that (laughs) um and you know they're like like you know if they say something stereotypical and it's usually a negative stereotype about a certain race like oh well it's a joke can you take a joke and it's like well most of the time these jokes actually do Heart people, because when you make stereotypes about a certain race consistently, those stereotypes actually do have a negative effect, and they start yeah. to hurt people because then they start thinking in the head, well, maybe I am like that, and it's not really a joke. It's it's yeah. just like any other quote-unquote joke. If someone tells you, oh, maybe you should lay off that brownie, then you're going to kind of start thinking, mm, yeah. maybe I should lay off that brownie. Right. So it's kind it's of more like, like two-sided, joke. like it's like underlying hatred towards them. Not right. hatred, like where they hate you completely, but it's just like you can tell what they're thinking, like their actual, you know, and it, it, intentions. They, do, they use it, I feel like a lot of racist people, they use these stereotypical jokes as a way to hide their racism because if you say something, they're like, oh, stop being sensitive, take a joke. And it's like, well, um, I can take, like, jokes are funny, but when they come to have a serious negative long-term effect on people as a whole, that's when it starts to become negative. Because I've noticed, like, especially, like, black stereotypes, like, people start stereotyping black people as, you know, criminals or, you know, always stealing this stuff. And then these, like, black children grow up hearing that you know they're thieves and stuff and it's like well when people start telling you these things you start to believe them. it's like well maybe that's who i am yeah and for sure definitely the ignorance that goes um behind it because it's easy to make a joke but most of them are just ignorant jokes because there's lots of history to why you know we are the way that we are okay so for a next question i have is as lighter skinned woman how has colorism affected you We'll be starting off with Sydney. Okay. Um, I have a lot to say about this. So, starting off. So, yeah, just to get some background, I am mixed with black and white, and I'm lighter skinned. And so, for me, like, I feel like within my race, 
I do come from a point of privilege because I'm aware that like light-skinned women are treated a lot better than darker-skinned black women because just based on how I look versus how they look and it's I feel like it all started you know from the beginning of when America was created and they had you know they they would have slaves and typically they would put the lighter skinned people in the house and they would be treated better and the darker skin would be outside doing work out there and they did this as a way to separate the two and cause basically a war between the two different shades which isn't even really logical because everybody is different shades there's no it's not black and white and basically they did this because they wanted to separate us because if we were you know united they knew we would you know come together and be able to fight back the racism a lot easier if we were all united as one people together instead of you know feeling like two totally different people so back to current issues I feel like now especially with women not there's not a lot of men who you know go straight for darker skinned women a lot of them like to talk negatively about black women and say how they don't like to date them but then they have the exception for lighter skinned women. And I mean, I've noticed this firsthand. I mean, I'll be talking to a boy and they're like, oh yeah, I really like you. And then later on start talking negatively about dark skinned women and they're like, yeah, I would never be with one. And I'm like, well, I am a black woman, whether I'm lighter or not, it doesn't matter how light or dark you are. That doesn't make it okay to talk about a certain race just because of their skin tone and I mean I've had that happen multiple times where guys have just talked so negatively about black women and I wish there was something I could do about it because it's just very frustrating when I can't really say much about it because I haven't actually been through the struggles that darker skin women go through but I definitely feel like it's a problem. Okay, I'm going to stop. Okay, so the question, um, as a lighter skin woman, how has colorism affected you? So she kind of mentioned it earlier. Um, she kind of mentioned it earlier. Basically, uh, I am also biracial. So I am white and black. Uh, we are definitely held on a higher pedestal as... Uh, we got kind of lucky with the genetic pool because we've had it a lot easier than our black counterparts. And I can say that with full confidence because um, I've had many conversations with my black counterparts. And, you know, it's as simple as walking into a room, a guy chooses who he's going to flirt with. Nine times out of ten, it's not going to be the darker skinned women. Um, and that's caused some tension between the women, uh, for sure. It's caused us to compete for men um, because... It's now affecting um, us as a whole. Like, colorism's affected us because it's divided us. Um, it's hard for dark-skinned women to always be, you know, on the outside looking in. And it's hard for lighter-skinned women to also give up that attention. Nowadays, it's not. But it definitely sure, sure as heck would have been back then. Um, 
it's affected me personally uh, because I'm going to be honest here. It's easy to be ignorant about it. So there was kind of a quote that we had talked about earlier. Um, if it's not affecting you, uh, a lot of people will just kind of breeze by it. Um, so I think it's affected me personally uh, because it's made me have to do some research and have to be aware for my black counterparts and stand up for them. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Cause Sydney pretty much covered everything, uh, especially about back then when, um, the working class or when back then when we had slaves, uh, lighter skin were definitely in the household, uh, darker skin were out because they're seen as evil. You know, the darker you are, the more evil you seem, uh, which is how they viewed them back then. But, um, yeah, like what Sydney said, I guess, um, I've been, I've had that experience too. Well, not personally, but I've been with a guy who has verbally told me that he would never date a black girl. And I was kind of confused. Me not being black at all. I was just confused. I was just like, uh, like why? I didn't really hit me at the time that that was like racist. Well, it did because it was really racist. But, but it's hard to understand when yeah. it's not affecting you personally. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of Americans are at nowadays. It's really easy to be ignorant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are like, well, it doesn't affect me, so it's not my problem. And it's like, well, if you actually cared about people as a whole, any problem you should care about. It doesn't matter whether it affects you or not. Right. So, like, being light-skinned, it's affected us in a way where we've gotten lucky. We've gotten a lot of attention from guys, I would say. Uh, A lot of attention from both races. But... um, it's affected, but it plays a role in colorism because it kind of creates that divide between lighter skinned women and darker skinned women where there's a little bit of tension there. Right. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say, like, the only, like, issue I've really had, like, growing up being, like, you know, mixed, I I feel like, because I, you know, grew up around a lot of white people, like, my school was majority white, and so, like, I was around white people a lot, and I never really felt like I totally fit in. Right. And then, but when I would go, like, and I was around, because I did cheer for a while, and my team was, like, all black girls. And, like, I didn't really feel like I fit in there right. either, just because of how I was raised. Absolutely. And, and it's like, I don't really ever feel like I fit in. In either category. Yeah. You like, don't. you don't fit in with your white friends because you're black, not. or you don't fit in with your right. black friends because you're more white. I mean, you yeah. get told that as a light-skinned yeah. lady for in a me. car full of black girls, and you say something that you think is funny, and they'll be like, you're acting really white right now. Or you get... <laughs> ups- no, but you get upset, you know, with um, some of your white friends, and I've experienced this a lot because majority of my friends are white, and they'll be like, well, you're acting really ghetto right now. Um, okay, that's so, just racist as fuck. <laughs> that's racist. But, but that's, that's when you a, cut that, off when I like. That plays a role. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm not black, so I wouldn't, like, never experience that part. But I've experienced me not, well, culturally, you know, at a more, what you would quote, whitewash than my other fellow Samoans. Just because I've grown up around, like, where I was raised. I was raised around, you know... Um, my cousins, of course, but I've grown up, I went to school with more predominantly white, like, schools, and I've just grown up with their culture, culture, um, (laughs) and I'm just, I'm just accustomed to that, 
and not of I don't know how to explain it, but y'all no, get the gist of it. All lose. No, but yeah. yeah no, I, I need some I research purposes, so I'm gonna read this. So according to Washington University Global Studies Law Review, um, colorism would not preclude the hiring of a black person, but there would be a preference for a black person with lighter skin tone than a darker skinned person. It also states that colorism is gendered because of this new because of its unique relationship to who and what is beautiful it has a tendency although not exclusively to affect and in to affect and infect women more than men so as y'all have already experienced and talked about i feel like it definitely does affect more women more than it does um men not sure of for another thing with the youtube couple sydney will speak more on that Oh, yeah, that's another issue. Um, So there is this YouTube channel, and they're a couple channel, and it is a darker-skinned man and a very light-skinned woman. And they there was a video that they posted on a YouTube channel, and they had just had their baby. The baby was just born, like they're holding it for the first time. And the first thing this woman talks about is the skin tone of her baby saying how oh I thought she was going to be lighter and and even the man agreeing with her saying yeah um I was like you know they're talking about how they were hoping she would have you know lighter eyes because the woman she she is mixed with black but she has more white features like having lighter eyes like green eyes and you know, super light skin, right. and, you know, there and it's a lot of couples like this where they hope to have a, quote-unquote, mixed baby where it's lighter skin, you know, looser curls, and lighter eyes, and it's sad because these people are, like, breeding these children instead yeah, of just being happy with whatever, birth. yeah, no. That was literally at the birth, like, she was holding the child and just discriminating against yeah, her just because and, she didn't share her features. And even, like, the nurse in the video was, like, you know, trying to make it better and was like, well, you have a beautiful baby, you know, and all that, and they just keep talking about, you know, all these features on the baby because they want wider features, and it's like, any race is beautiful, it doesn't matter you should be happy to have a healthy, beautiful baby. Yeah. And it's it's just sad to me that even I notice this a lot with, you know, black men is that they they don't a lot of them don't really have never learned about colorism and don't understand what they're doing right. when they talk about how they like light skinned women or white women and talk so negatively about black mm-hmm. women of their own it's, race. It's yeah. pure self hate when it comes yeah. down to it. Because, you know, um, that's who you are. Those women have gone through the same struggles as you. Or, you know, I want to say almost worse. Because there's a famous quote by Malcolm X that says, um, the most disrespected person in America is the black female. uh, Which I would 100% agree with. So I feel like that is definitely um, predominant in our society. Um, To go off of that quote, the actual quote also continues it says this is a whole quote by malcolm x the most disrespected person in america is the black woman the most unprotected person in america is the black woman the most neglected person neglected person in america is the black woman uh, and, and I, yeah 
I was also reading about how um, black women are treated by like doctors and in hospitals and stuff. And oh, yeah. I was reading about how they're not like it, it was shown statistically that they're not taken as serious about mental or not mental. Uh, just health in general. Yeah, no, just health in general. Whenever, you know, they come in for something, the doctor doesn't always yeah. take it seriously, which causes serious health problems when they're not treated for things they need to be treated right. for and can result in death. And there have been many examples of that. Anyways, but tying that back into the question, um, it's affected us as light skins, I would say, just because, you know, we, we harked a lot on the black female not being treated. Well, of course, if you're not treated um, a certain way, but someone who is also black just lighter features is treated a different way it's gonna hurt deep inside and it's gonna instill some hate or it's gonna instill some jealousy and i think that's where the tension comes in so how it's affected us personally is there's is there's been a a small divide between us yeah so going back to what uh sydney said about um black women not being taken as seriously in the health industry i actually did a um analysis over um an article entitled why america's black mothers and babies are in life or death crisis and mr straight probably are well he did because they got a grade over it though um it was basically talking about um the author uses statistics and actual stories of those who have experienced the matter to construct her argument okay that black mothers and babies in the united states blah blah blah. by using the statistics of numbers of the babies whom have died compared to their race allows the readers to further understand this rising epidemic so basically in this article a black mother was um she was denied she was denied by so many she was feeling like uh pain during her pregnancy and she was denied by so many doctors and they wouldn't help her and she was just wondering like what was wrong with her like she just wanted to make sure her baby was okay and like they just kept denying her and um until she finally found one i actually forgot what was it main like if she even found help at all but she just like they would not take her seriously just because you know color of her skin and they just didn't really believe in that so for our next question oh are you guys done with that are you guys have anything else to say about that one okay good um we would not a question but we are going to discuss um two very famous um black women who have we have witnessed and who have dealt with racism themselves uh for our first one we will be talking about serena williams okay so this is pretty much uh actually this is a very important topic to me like we mentioned before you know this already we are biracial we are minorities um representation matters uh in the media and so when we get it it's special to us and i don't know how to explain that but when the media tears them down Uh, It definitely hurts us in ways that it wouldn't hurt anyone else because that's the only representation we have. So when we bring these people up just now, like these, this meant something to us. So um, a big one that most people know about Serena Williams. Um, I couldn't tell you the whole story, but I promise if you Google it, you will find it right there. Anyways, do yourself a favor. Google it. Moral of the story, um, she gets upset after an unfair call in a tennis match and uh, kind of throws your, her racket down. Well, I play tennis. Anyone who's ever played tennis, they know that that is a very unsportsmanlike um, conduct. But with that being said, the media blew her up like crazy, yeah. which 
fair enough. Okay, it was a very unsportsmanlike conduct. But I think the controversy came in where she was the only black female tennis player who has ever reacted in that way. And it blew up like crazy. Whereas there's a montage of maybe 50 or more white male tennis players who have reacted the same exact way to a call and you've never heard about it in the media she was just portrayed as a like angry like she lashed out once and it was it was with reason though like you could it was an unfair it was a very unfair call i'll actually explain further into that she was just defeated by a naomi osaka who then became Naomi became uh, Japan's first Grand Slam singles champion. And the chair umpire, Carlos Ramos, Ramos, Mm -hmm. cited Williams for three... Well, he cited her for um, her being William, I mean, uh, Serena, for three code violations. uh, For receiving coaching during a match, supposedly, breaking her racket and calling him a thief. She then accused him of sexism. And I got this off of, I'm pretty sure I got this off the Washington Post, not gonna lie. Um, in a derogatory, oh, so after that happened, Serena um, definitely, she stood up for herself, basically. And I guess the media portrayed that as her being angry. Like, she was just, she was really mad. I would be too, like, as anybody would be, you I know? Mean, I think, I think, I, I, it's hard because when you're famous, you're expected to be. Hold such high um, standards. Like, an angel you're, you're expected to perform like a god you're not supposed to have any mistakes but i think any of us being normal human beings would have reacted near the same way that she reacted so um for her to react that way may have not been the best situation right. but for the media to portray her yeah. the way that they did was just unacceptable um especially especially when they've never portrayed her male counterparts or her white counterparts in the same light yeah when they've done that or worse during matches um so i can't show you guys because this is a podcast but if you guys would look it up uh there is a derogatory um what do you call that it was like a picture that somebody made and it was a um it was of that of the scene where she was at the match and it's over. So this is what it said. Is it in derogatory, caricature? I don't know. Oh, what Create. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Created by Mark Knight for Australia, Australia's Herald Sun. A seething, oversized Williams with thick lips and wild, upright hair jumps on her smashed racket, unable to control her rage at losing the championship. Nearby lies a discarded pacifier. Pacifier. <laughs> <laughs> while in the background a white make oh a white make umpire says to williams willowy blonde haired opponent can you just let her win so if you guys look like google that image it is really really derogatory first of all because it just shows her you can just tell you can just look at it and just tell that it was just like mm-hmm. racist mm-hmm. and yeah we're not going to talk about Meghan Markle because we've talked a lot and this is over 35 minutes. But that is our podcast Thank for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we, will back, we will be back with another podcast next episode. So tune in for that. Yep. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you. Enjoy whatever.